What's up? Martin Silva here for another episode of Optimize Your Body Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. So I wanted to get straight into the topic today of the basic science behind building muscle and losing body fat, right? Now, I had some great feedback off an episode I did a few months ago, which was talking about can you build fat and build fat? No one wants to do that. Can you build muscle and lose fat at the same time? And the simple answer is yes, but it doesn't happen exactly the same time. It happens simultaneously. The body is either building or it's not building, right? So the body is either in a state of pro-tissue, okay, which is muscle gain, or it's basically breaking down tissue, right, which is like fat loss. So that could be muscle loss as well, uh, but it's, it's anabolic or it's catabolic. Anabolic is building, catabolic is breaking down, right? It's pretty simple, not very complicated. It is very complicated when you go into the weeds, but we're going to make it very simple as usual today. So it's digestible for you, my friend, right? So first and foremost, let's get into like muscle first, right? Now you're going to get loads of gems here, right? Because I'm going to break it down for you in a simple manner as always, and actually educate you on the fact on the topic of building lean muscle and losing body fat. Because if you can get both together, that's the holy grail. But that's never going to last forever, right? Which I'll talk a little bit more about. So let's just talk about muscle first, my friend. Get a bit of education here, right? So muscle is known, whether you actually know this or not, it's actually known nowadays, anyway, new science tells us, it's known as a longevity organ, right? So as you get older, for example, right, the more muscle you've got on your body, it's absolutely essential, especially as you get older, Um and that is for, you know, well, first and foremost, let's talk about strength, right? Now, people who live, live the longest, right? People who have better longevity, they tend to uh, be stronger, right? So they do a test with this, uh, I forgot what it's called now, dyno or something, where it's the grip test where you grip this thing, right? Um, and it, it monitors your strength. And people who score the highest on that tend to live longer. There's a direct correlation between, you know, being strong and living longer, right? And it kind of makes sense. So strength, first and foremost, you have to have a good level of strength as you get older, right? Um, but yeah, building muscle, what comes with that as a side effect and strength training, for example, is increased bone density, you know, heart health, resistance training. In other words, strength training is the only type of exercise which actually reduces both types of fat which build up around the heart. Whereas cardio, for example, only reduces one of them. And that was a study done a few years ago, massive study, actually. Uh, immune system as well, you know, um, and as you get older, right? So being strong when you get older, for example, one a, a big problem for people who get old and frail and they haven't got strength and mobility, when they, when, they, when they have a fall, unfortunately, a lot of times they can't get back up because they don't have the strength to get back up. Um, and that's a big problem. You know what I mean? If they haven't got anyone there with them, caring for them. So, you know, it's fundamental for longevity and health, right? So I wanted to cover that part first. The, it's the longevity organ. And then let's get into let's get into what we want to talk about, right? The fat loss and everything else and body composition. You're like, yeah, Mark, get into it now. I want to improve the way my body looks. Cut to the chase. So let's talk about metabolism, right? So it, it's, a, it's like, look at your metabolism like an engine, right? Like a car engine. Now, you want to build that engine and make it as powerful as possible, right? Now, if you had a Ferrari, for example, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg in gas, right? Especially the bloody day and age we're in now. Uh, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg because it basically burns a lot of energy, right? Let's look at gas as energy or petrol as energy, right? Same goes for your metabolism. When you actually focus on getting stronger and building muscle, um, eating high protein, for example, that's going to just get, it's like a turbocharged engine. Like my metabolism, for example, is like a bloody turbocharged Ferrari engine, right? 
I struggle to get enough food in, you know, I'm like in the shape of my life. Like I've said before, uh, I'm ridiculously lean um, and I struggle to get enough food in. Right. Uh, and that's a great problem to have. And I do love to get my clients to this place. It's phenomenal when you get your clients to this place where they're like, Mart, I can't get enough food in. This is becoming a problem, you know, just to not lose weight is actually becoming a battle for me. And that's fantastic, right? And that's why that's the power of uh, muscle, adding muscle to your body and basically weight training, right? So for example, cardio versus weights, right? Now, listen to this analogy. Basically, weight training is by far superior to cardio when it comes to sustainable fat loss. It's not questionable. It's just facts. Cardio, just to give you a little bit of education here, cardio actually slows down your metabolism, believe it or not. So what happens when you... Again, going back to the pro tissue and the breaking down tissue thing, right? Strength training is pro tissue. Cardio is, um, is, is what is it? Anti-tissue, if you like, right? So it'll break down tissue. So you're sending a signal when you do cardio. That's not to say demonizing cardio, you know, do it. If you want to do a little bit of cardio for health, great, right? Awesome. But when it comes to, if you want to literally get into the shape of your life aesthetically, then it's, it's, it's not a good idea, basically, right? So Look at cardio when you go to the gym. Imagine you go to the gym, right? And you walk on the treadmill, for example, right? It's painstakingly boring, right? But if you go to the gym and you walk on the treadmill for an hour, let's say, right? God, that sounds painful. Um, and yeah, so let's just say, you know, 24 hours in the day, give or take, let's just say give or take 5% of your day, you burn some calories, right? Doing that cardio. Well, if you go to weights, if you want to do a weight training session, you do like a 45-minute weight training session, for example, what happens then is your metabolism is elevated, right? for let's just say 10 to 12 hours afterwards right so 10 to 12 hours afterwards even longer than that right 24 hours you can go up to 48 maximum 72 hours right with that muscle building signal but 10 to 12 hours after your metabolism is roaring right and you know so that means then you know 50 percent of your day let's just say 50 percent of your day you're burning more calories right you see where i'm going with this so cardio, an hour, you know, you're manually burning calories at the time. But what's happened when you build muscle and you get stronger and you focus on, you know, doing weight training primarily, your body starts automatically burning more calories, right? And that's what you want to be doing, my friend. You want to get to a point where your body is automatically burning calories for you, right? With you not doing any extra work, right? Let's be honest. That's where we all want to be. And that's where I'm at now, right? So cardio, manual burning calories actually sends a signal to slow your metabolism down. It gets you, it tells your body to become more efficient with calories. Strength training or lifting weights actually speeds your metabolism up, sends a, a, an anabolic signal, and you're just basically going to burn more calories at rest by not doing any extra for up to a couple of days, but the best, especially 10 to 12 hours after lifting, give or take, right? Um, also then muscle is dense, right? So muscle, if you put like a, if you put muscle and fat together, if I put this on my table in front of me now, I put a pound of muscle and I put a pound of fat on the table. The pound of fat is going to be about three, four times bigger. It's like a big, just look at, just imagine you've got like a plate. It's like the size of a plate. Let's just say, right. That you're going to eat your food on. Whereas muscle is really dense. Muscle tissue is really dense. So it's like a little ball. You know what I mean? So it's like, it weighs like three times more than fat or three times more dense than fat anyway, or something like that. Right. Um, and that's why just by adding muscle to your body, my friend, like we haven't even got to fat loss yet. Just by adding muscle to your body, you are going to look tighter. You know, okay, I'm going to use the words for ladies first. Tighter, more toned, more sculpted. Ladies, admit it. You love those words, don't you, right? Because it sounds sexy. Basically, you're adding muscle to your body. That's all it is, right? If you use those words, it doesn't make any sense. It's basically adding muscle to your body, but you look more sculpted, tighter, toned. 
Guys, added muscle to your body. You look more dense, fuller, rounder muscles. You know what I mean? Your muscles look more dense and hard, right? See, I'm trying to categorize this for males and females. You know what I'm saying? Making it sound sexy. But the reality is adding muscle to your body makes you look way better, right? Simple as that. Even if your body fat percentage was to stay the same, right? In fact, even if your body fat percentage went up a little bit, in some cases, you still look better because of the distribution, right? So anyway, analogy I like to use a lot is muscle tissue, my friend, is expensive. Remember this analogy. I've used this before, like money, right? You, you, know, you spend money. It's expensive, right? Certain things are expensive, right? You buy something, it's expensive, right? Muscle, right? Muscle tissue is expensive. It costs your body a lot of calories. So imagine calories with the currency, right, of your body. Muscle tissue is expensive. It costs your body a lot of calories just to keep that muscle tissue on your body. Fat is cheap as chips, right? It costs your body like two calories or something per pound of fat on your body. It costs your body nothing, right? Um, whereas muscle tissue, there's lots of research on this. It's kind of hit and miss, to be honest, but some research says 30 to 50 calories. So a lean, uh, sorry, a pound of lean muscle, a pound of muscle on your body, muscle tissue, will cost your body 30 to 50 calories. Other research says six to 13 calories, right? Um, so it costs your body a lot of calories to keep it on your body. But it's not just that. It's the whole pursuit. And the metabolism is so comple complex, my friend. You know, next to the human brain, human metabolism is the second most complex thing on the planet. They're still figuring it out. They still haven't got a clue about a lot of stuff, uh, even with the technology we have nowadays. So with the metabolism, you know, uh, basically it's, you know, it's a free-flowing thing. So I, I forgot what I was going to say now, right? <laughs> I was getting too excited. But yeah, anyway, muscle tissue is expensive, costs your body a lot of calories. So they're still figuring out the effects of, you know, muscle tissue. It's not just muscle tissue. It's the whole pursuit of building muscle that they're still trying to figure out, right? All the research is coming out now. I'm going to talk about this recent study now, uh, but it's it's pretty incredible what it does to metabolism. They're still, they're still trying to figure out. So it's not just the muscle on your body. It's the whole pursuit. It's, it's, it's high protein, which gets your body to build more calories, right? Protein has a high thermic effect on the body. So, you know, to, to, to burn, to digest protein, it costs your body. Basically, it makes your body work harder and it costs calories just to digest protein, protein basically, because of the, the process is, is quite strenuous on the body in, in a good way. Um, and also it's, you know, it, it's sleep. It's all the things you have to do to actually build muscle. It's not an easy feat. It's not an easy thing to do. So it's the whole pursuit of it, which has this incredible effect on the metabolism, right? There's nothing like it. It's incredible, really is. Um, and then finally, what I was going to say in terms of building muscle, a little kind of knowledge bomb here is, you know, simply just aim for this, um, about one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If you're in the US, I know you do pounds, right? Sounds, you probably don't even know what that means half of you, right? But the bottom line is, it's not easy to do that. I mean, I do it easy, right? I, I eat more than that. I eat 1.5 grams of protein per pound of my body weight just naturally. Um, I weigh 200 pounds-ish, 204, 205 pounds. And I eat about 300 grams of protein, right? So that's 1.5 grams of protein per pound of my body weight. But if you weigh 150 pounds, for example, if you can eat 150 grams of protein consistently uh, and you've got a proper resistance training program, like I said, again, not a bunch of random workouts, not stuff you get online, a proper personalized training program, which is geared for you, your training history, you know, the results you want, the muscle, uh, the, the, the body parts you want, all the rest of it, right? So if you do that, you hit that protein, you have a proper training program, right? You'd be blown away um, by the results, providing you're sleeping well and everything else, right? And you're moving enough, <laughs> which I'll talk about next, right? So a little knowledge bomb for you there, right? But let's just transition into fat loss, right? Now, remember, my friend, fat loss is not linear, okay? It's not something that happens in a straight line, right? For example, sometimes you could be in a calorie deficit, so you could be burning more calories than what you're eating, 
um, and not lose any weight for, I'd say, maximum up to even three or four weeks. You could actually be losing, you could be in a calorie debt. In other words, you're burning more than you, but your weight doesn't change. But that doesn't mean you're not losing fat. Um, it just means that you've probably got stuff going on in the body. You could have a bit of inflammation. You could be having water retention, too much stress on your body, yada, yada, yada. So it's not a linear thing. So remember that it doesn't happen like that, right? So the metabolism is free flowing as well, right? You can be in a deficit, like I say, and not lose weight for that. But you know, it, the metabolism is not something, it's not like a clock, right? It's a very complex thing. It's free flowing. It's adapting to the environment all the time. It's adapting to what fuel you're putting into your body. It's adapting to the type of training you're doing. Stress, you know, how much you sleep is constantly trying to adapt. Even one night's poor sleep can have a massive negative effect on your basal metabolic rate. In other words, your resting metabolism can be massively effective. So we could go down the list, but it's very complex, right? So don't think of it like a day-by-day -day thing, right? I burnt this much calories this day. The next day I burnt this much. It's constantly free-flowing, right? And even the best trackers and tools are still not going to be anywhere near 100% accurate in terms of your calorie burn, right? So that's why, you know, for example, with my clients, I can figure it out easy now. So I've been a coach for so long, I can calculate things. I'm like, you know, I can do it real quick. And it's very easy for me to work out. But for the average person, it's like they get too caught up on all these numbers. And the reality is it's very complex. Anyway, so fat loss. Move as much as you can, my friends, right? Do as much movement as you can, right? Keep any um, exercise you do outside of lifting weights, low intensity, right? Walk in. Get some sunlight in the morning, okay? One of the most important things for sleep, like I've said before. Get sunlight in the morning. If the sun's out, you want about five to 10 minutes of the sun on your face. So your retina is absorbing uh, the vitamin D. And then obviously, all the hormones are going to get uh, balanced out. It's the best thing for sleep, basically. It's the most important thing for sleep, right? Research shows, recent research. So get outside, move, okay? Get five to 10 minutes of sunlight on your face if the sun's out. If it's cloudy, you need at least 10 to 20 minutes, right? In the morning of sunlight. So if you can't see the sun, basically, right? Um, but that then is going to just be a good thing, but just get out, move. Okay. Um, and you know, just increase that expenditure by movement. It doesn't have to be, you know, yes, allocating in an extra walk a day is great, right? It's an easy win. You know, you could do it after you even a meal because that aids digestion, digestion as well massively. And it's going to help you feel more satiated and everything else and potentially even help sleep, right? Because of the digestion process. Um, so if you can do that, right? And you can just add this into your day and make it like a healthy habit. So oh, I'll go for a walk after my even a meal with maybe my partner or my family. So that's like, yeah, great. I'm going to bomb my family, get some fresh air, help my food digest. You know what I mean? Or go for a walk in the morning, get your sunlight. You know, so you're hitting two birds with one stone if you can incorporate like an extra bit of walking into your day. But a simple thing is just, it doesn't have to be that. It can be just, you know, doing stuff around the house, right? Cleaning around the house, being productive, moving, right? Gardening. It doesn't have to be you know, necessarily walks. It's just movement, move more, right? And sit less, okay? So that's a that's what I do with all my clients, to be honest. When it comes to them, right, I want to lose fat, but I also want to, you know, I want to add some muscle to my body and get stronger, ideally. And it depends on the client and where they're at in their journey, of course, uh, but it's, it's never cardio. Yeah, you can do a little bit of cardio here and there, and if you're working towards an event, great. It's keep the intensity for weight training, make that the cornerstone of what you're doing, focus on the nutrition and movement, right? And then it's sunlight, and it's water and it's sleep, right? Simple as that. So uh, create a subtle deficit, my friend, as well, right? So you don't want to be in a big calorie deficit. Where I see so many people come undone is they actually are in just too much of a calorie deficit. So they've they've gone from zero to 100 and they're in too big of a deficit, basically. So they're, they're burning way too much more than they're eating. And then it's not sustainable. You feel like shit. 
and uh, you gain the weight back basically, right? If you're in too big of a deficit, it's not sustainable and it's just not healthy. So, you know, you only want to be in a subtle deficit, ideally of like 10 to 15% below your maintenance calories. So I know a lot of you are like, oh shit, I don't even know what that means, but it's quite simple really, right? Um, I won't go too much into that, but it just needs to be a small deficit. So if you think about your maintenance calories at 2000, you know, 10 to 15% of that, 10% of that would be 200. So, you know, you want to be in, you want to be in about 18, 17 to 1800 calories, just create a subtle deficit and just be patient with it. It's much better than being in a big deficit. It's not sustainable. Um, and the fat loss really needs to be the side effect, right? Of your engine, right? So that's why I want to kind of summarize all of this with, you know, because I talked about this before, you know, you can listen to that episode where I talk about, can you build muscle and lose fat together? Cut along, you don't need to listen to that whole episode because I'll tell you now, yes, you can, but it really depends on where you're at, right? So like I said before, you know, good luck trying to build muscle in a calorie deficit first and foremost, right? Um, it's, it's a hard thing to do. You can do it if you're new to lifting weights, right? Because uh, newbie gains, basically, when, when someone's new, it's a new brand new stimulus, they've never lifted weights before, you know, pretty much every time they build muscle and lose fat, depending on how much fat they've got to lose, of course, if they've got a big reservoir of fat, they'll lose more fat. Uh, but the calories tend to be reportioned into muscle gain um, better when you're, uh, when you're in a deficit, you know, you could be you know, just basically burning more than you're eating, but you you will get a bit of muscle gain and and fat loss simultaneously for a good few months at least. Uh, or someone who's really obese, like I said, you know, someone who's really overweight and they've got a big reservoir of fat to burn through, they can be eating less than they they eating less. Sorry, eating burning more than they're eating. In other words, in a calorie deficit, and you know, build you know a significant amount of muscle really and lose quite a bit of body fat. They've got a bigger reservoir. And then obviously if people are on anabolic steroids, right? If someone's taking steroids, their body is 24 hours anabolic, right? So they can be bloody, you know, they just they're just constantly sending that muscle building signal. Um and even if they're in a deficit, their body's in a muscle building state, right? So that's a different animal. But you know, the good thing is just to simplify things, you know, there's loads of clients that I take on time and time again, right? Lots of clients where they build muscle and simultaneously lose fat. I, I couldn't even tell you how many now. There's so many now in this lovely little exchange of building muscle and losing body fat. Let's just say every month, one month, they I'm just going to throw out random numbers here, right? One month, they gain a pound of lean muscle. One month, sorry. Each month, they, they build a pound of lean muscle and lose a pound of fat, right? So it's a lovely little exchange. They feel good because what's happening again is the metabolism is free-flowing. So, you know, sometimes they're in a calorie surplus, right? Might be on the weekends, they might be enjoying themselves or they might be having more calories because they, they had a big training session, so they were hungrier. And then on the days in between, they're like, oh, I'm just not as hungry, so I'll just eat a bit less, so I'm in a deficit. And that's another good thing about, you know, you if you stick into a certain amount of calories and macros, you know, having exactly the same amount every day is not good for the metabolism. You can do it and get results. It's actually better for the metabolism to throw a curveball and undulate your calories, right? A is going to be better for performance because, you know, when you have more calories on a big heavy lifting day, for example, you're going to just have better performance uh, and better for building muscle as well. Uh, and then B, you know, it's good because psychologically you actually, you know, get used to, okay, I'm in a deficit some days. So I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to, you know, maybe make, make friends with hunger every now and then. Hunger's not going to kill you. We've got tens of thousands of calories of fat stored in our body, my friend, for if we were dumped on a desert island, even a lean person like me, we have bloody 30 to 40,000 calories of fat stored in my body to survive for bloody months, you know? So we, you don't have to worry about that. It's okay to make uh, friends with hunger every now and then, right? So that's a good thing. What I was getting at there is a good thing of having that, you know, my clients, you know, some days are in a deficit, some days they're in a surplus. 
And they've got this nice little exchange then of build a muscle and lose a fat. Not going to happen for everyone, to be honest. You know, if you're at more of an advanced level and you've got less fat to lose, you know, it's it's basically you want to pick one or the other. You want to, either way, you want to you want to basically focus. If you ask me, the focus should be building muscle and getting stronger, right? Even if you want to lose fat, you want to have high protein. You want to have a proper resistance training program, and then you want to get that movement in, right? So it creates more of a calorie depth. Uh, you 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 you're burning way more calories, and obviously great for your mental health and longevity anyway obviously sitting is the new smoking right so try not to sit down for longer than two hours my friend anyway just for health uh but yeah so that's what you want to really focus on you know what i mean and and ultimately that's kind of like the sweet spot but you know you can get out for a good few months you can build a bit of muscle lose a bit of fat it really depends on where the person's at in their journey how advanced they are with their training how much fat they've got to lose but most people that i take on they get that nice little exchange right and it's 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 a really really nice thing because they don't feel deprived because some days are actually in a calorie surplus they're eating more than they're burning and then other days they just oh okay i don't feel as hungry you know i'll just kind of like maybe i'll just eat a bit less today and i'll still hit the protein you know i'll just eat lean protein sources and boom, keep getting fantastic results. Don't feel deprived. As I say, every now and then you might feel a little bit hungry. It's okay, right? Um, but yeah, that's kind of the sweet spot, my friend. Um, so the answer is you can do it, okay? I dropped loads of knowledge bombs here. You better get your bloody notepad out after this or even go back and make a few notes, my friend, right? Because there's some, some gold in there. But literally, just take one or two simple things away from it that you can actually implement and actually it'll be beneficial to you rather than trying to, you know, take everything in. That's not what these podcasts are for, my friend. It's for you to take one or two things and go, oh, maybe I'll implement this or that was very helpful. You know, that's a like a like a light bulb moment kind of thing, right? Uh, I'm not finished yet though, yet though, but I am getting there, right? Well, I'll talk about this quick study my friend right it was done i think it was like a very recent one done a couple of weeks ago when it comes to losing fat for example they did a study on three different groups right one group were having were focusing on strength training in other words lifting weights and diets the other group were focusing on diet and cardio and then the third group were focusing on focusing on diet cardio and weights they were doing all three Guess what group had most fat loss you'd never guess would you my friend you know exactly what i'm gonna say here don't you the diet and resistance training group, 100%. So, you know, they're the two big rocks, my friend. You know, hitting protein target consistently um, and, and just do, following a proper resistance training program. And like I say, though, movement, though, right? You don't want to be sat on your ass. You don't want to be a couch potato. You want to be moving as much as you can. For example, for me, how I get my – I probably average about 11, 12,000 steps a day. And like, okay, yes, I'm privileged because I can, you know, I work for myself, I work online, so I've got a lot of freedom. So I have my two big meals a day and I go for a walk after both meals. So I'll probably walk for about, on average, about 20 to 30 minutes after both meals. Sometimes I'll still be working, by the way, on my phone. Um, so that's, you know, what's that? Let's just say that's 6,000 steps, 7,000, and then just my movement around the house and stuff like that. Or when I go to the gym, you know what I mean? Um, but find ways to get that movement up, my friend, right? Literally in the gym as well, right? You can get another 1,000, 2,000 steps in, in the gym, my friend. This is a little nugget for you. Don't want to go too much off, right? But this is relating to fat loss. When you're in the gym training, right? Rather than just sitting there scrolling. By the way, don't go on your phone, my friend, when you're training. That's your therapy. That's your time for yourself, right? Protect, guard your inputs, right? That's your that's your therapy. That's your time. Life busy, right? Don't go on social media. Don't flick on your phone. Use it for your music. That's what I do. That rhyme then. Use it for your music. Um, that's what I do. I use it for my music. Boom. Don't piss around on social media, checking emails, unless it's something really urgent, but very rare. So first of all, do that. Be more present when you're training. Secondly, in between each set, move. Walk around, right? Walk around in between each set. You can rack up a 1,000 to 2,000 steps just by walking around in between sets. Pace around, right? 
Um, and then other ways to do it is just simple stuff like common sense. Don't take the elevator, take the steps. You know, if you can park further away from work, get up early and do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, do stuff around the house, just be active. You know, when you're checking your emails, for example, this is what I'll tend to do sometimes when I'm checking emails or I'm on social media, getting back to people, I'll just pace up and down my apartment and I'll rack up thousands. Of, just get used to moving regular. That's the most important thing, my friends, regular movement for longevity, health. And then as a side effect, calorie expenditure and fat loss, right? So long story short, those three studies proved, proved the point. Diet and training beats cardio and training, cardio and diet, sorry. And it also beats cardio, resistance training and diet together, right? And that probably is quite simple because it's sending, it, when you're doing too much cardio, my friend, this is the problem. If you're looking to get into the shape of your life physically and longevity as well, like cardio is, it's okay. I mean, it's good like for your lung capacity and stuff like that and to get a bit fitter. And in fact, I would argue doing a bit of cardio can have good benefits for weight training as well. Because when you get when you do um, certain types of cardio, you, you're fitter, right? So when you do your strength training, you've got a bit more of an engine on you. So it can have a good carrier over the strength training. But if you overdo it, it sends opposite signals. It's confuse, confusing for the body. Build a muscle, strength training sends a anabolic signal to build muscle to speed the metabolism up. Cardio sends the opposite signal. Break down tissue, okay, and slow the metabolism down, right? So remember that. Again, I'm not demonizing it. Don't get triggered if you do lots of cardio, my friend, right? I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm not the uh, guy who creates these facts. I'm just a messenger, okay? So I'm just trying to give you, uh, you know, you can do cardio and be healthy, but to get into the shape of your life physically, it's just not a good idea, right? So movement, diet, nutrition, okay? They're the big rocks, all right? So I'm going to wrap it up there. Just wanted to finish it with, did an awesome episode with Dr. Sean Baker, my friends. If you haven't listened to that episode, by the way, this is... um. Episode one on season two. We're on season three now. Scroll down if you want to listen to it on the carnivore diet. Sean Baker is like the leading guy in the whole carnivore world, Dr. Sean Baker. I really look up to him as well. The guy is like 56, 57. The shape he's in is insane, right? And uh, and that's not to say the carnivore diet is going to work for everyone, um, but that's a great podcast. But I featured on his recently. So I, I think I'll share that onto this podcast anyway, so you can have a listen. It was gold. Loads of, loads of great stuff in there with me and Sean having a great conversation. My friend, I'll tell you what, it was incredible because, you know, you look up to someone and then you jump on Zoom and they, and you're having a chat with them. You know what I'm saying? I had a bit of a fangirl moment. It took me about five minutes to kind of like, you know what I mean? Stay calm, take some deep breaths, like relax here. I know it's Sean Baker, right? It's just a conversation. All right. <laughs> Stay calm. It took me a few minutes to kind of get into my flow, but it was awesome. Um, so yeah, I'll share that. And I've got some, I've got loads of, well, not loads, sorry, but my goal is to get, you know, some really top quality guests on this year. Got some great guests coming on on Friday. Um, so next week is going to be a great conversation between me and two guys. Uh, they actually run a podcast called the Rebuild Podcast. Um, I won't go too much into that, but it's going to be a fantastic conversation, a ton of value for you, my friend. So, so we can get more and more good guests on my friend. Can you please remember to follow this podcast right on Spotify? Follow or subscribe if you use iTunes, okay? So you get updates. And then the more followers and subscribers we get, the more people see the podcast and the more value we can add to people's world. And also the better guests we can get on them, right? So make sure you, after this, follow on Spotify or subscribe on, uh, on iTunes or whatever platform you're on. Um, yeah. And oh, by the way, my friend, if you can give me a rate and review as well on Spotify or iTunes, that'd be such a big help, my friend. Rate an overview. Um, that'd be awesome. Uh, rate an M review, if you don't mind. There would be, again, more people are going to see it. Um, and then one more thing I was going to say, if you like this episode, is there any episodes you liked, if you come off this and you think that was great, go straight onto your Instagram story, right? And just screenshot the episode 
tag me in it so I can see where you're at in the wall. I can connect with you. And again, you know, you're, there's going to be at least one or two people in your audience who are going to get a ton of value from this episode. Let's be honest, right? So if we can help one person today, my friend, by you simply taking 30 seconds to go onto your story and tag me or a minute, that is fantastic, right? So thanks again for tuning in, my friends, and I'll speak to you very soon.